hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamperin and Phil Golfie. Yes, good Saturday morning once again. Uh, a new month is here. A lot to talk about today, including uh, some renovation talk. We'll talk about uh, buying and selling a home and all the extra costs that you might not think about at the time. We have some uh, big reasons to sell your home this year because, well, according to one article, it could get tougher. We'll also talk about uh, recent awards in Las Vegas and uh, home inspections. We'll talk about that in a matter of seconds. Don't forget, Golfie gets it sold. Go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700 at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram and be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page and don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast. Have a question for the Golfie team or if you have a topic idea you would like us to tackle on a future program you can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. So you are in the process of selling your home. Um, you need a home inspection. Yeah. Uh, th- so there's a lot that goes into that. So now we're we're gonna talk about it from the seller side. Yes. So now we've we've put the sign on the lawn, we've marketed the property, we've agreed to an offer that's conditional on home inspection. Now you're the seller. So what we want to talk about is how you're gonna get prepared for the home inspection. Because it's a little bit different than just just your showing. These people have come through, they like the property, mm-hmm. you've agreed to uh you've agreed to a um you know a sale price. Yep. But now they're, they're going to bring their home inspector. Now through. the pressure's yeah, on. Yeah, so it's it's <laughs> you want to get ready. It's a little bit different than just your 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 stereotypical showing, right? You know, instead of just you know making the the pillows look fluffy and and giving the the, the rooms a, a couple a, a sweep and vacuuming, right? Because you the know, home inspector is going to be looking at the guts. Exactly. Right? So, so we say, that, hey, they're going to go through every single inch of the of the house. Um, you know, your your typical home inspection. You know, they go in the attic, they check all the plumbing, they check the plugs, they check the fixtures, they check the appliances. Um, they they go through all those all those little areas. They go to the dirty areas like the attic, the crawl so, spaces. Yeah, yeah, the crawl spaces. So there's something that you can do, and and, and little little things that you can do to make that home inspection experience just a little bit better for the home inspector himself and a little bit better for the buyer if they're there at the property. Now, we're not saying you have to hide and cover stuff up, <laughs> but... but but st- Start st- buying some drywall. <laughs> <laughs> but but everything as little as, you know, one of the big things that, that people have done for me and for my buyers is they leave the old respect- inspection report on the counter. Right. So when the when the first or when the sellers initially bought that property, if they had an inspection done, leave that report on the oh, counter. Oh, that's a great idea. And 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 oftentimes it's the 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 home inspector is doing his thing, and the, and the buyers are, might be if they're there, they're just kind of standing around or sitting in the living room, hanging out, talking. It'll give them the opportunity to go through the report and see what was wrong with the property 
prior to them purchasing right. it and then even what they've done in terms of updating those problems or, or if there was any problems at all mm. so that's that's one of the biggest ones that i've seen done and extremely extremely helpful do most people hang on to those inspection reports the the very organized the smart ones do oh yeah <laughs> the very organized you know the very the very organized people do yeah. they they have the other ones are just like oh, i got the home now yeah, yeah i don't exactly. need this anymore yeah, so, exactly yeah. but 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 definitely the uh the organized you know they have the old agreement. I remember I, I was looking at this agreement of purchase and sale from like 30 years ago. Hmm. And these people were first time sellers and they pulled out the, the old agreement of purchase and sale. Oh, wow. And I said, you know, looks the same. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I still have mine. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. My, my, my parents would have that. <laughs> 1964. Yeah. They yeah. would still have their purchase and sale agreement. Yeah. I have a binder with uh, the purchase and sale agreement, the the deed. Yeah. Uh, everything. The home everything. inspection. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's all yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. The, one, the one thing I usually ask uh, sellers to do. So let's say that the inspection is booked. It's all set to go. Um, I tell them change the, the the filter in the furnace, right? Because I want the buyers to know that they're on top of of having their furnace mm-hmm. uh, filters changed all the time. Um, I always tell them take a peek in the attic, you know, mm-hmm. g- open up the the latch, uh, the and uh, take just get a flashlight, take a look around. Mm-hmm. It's always good to have you know what's up there before an inspector tells you, did you know you've got a squirrel running around up there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, or, you know, or you got a raccoon living in right. the corner of, you know, that's got a, you know, a big nest up there. Family. That, that, yeah. <laughs> so it's always good to, always good to look in the attic yourself first and take a flashlight, look around so that you're prepared to, you know, what a home inspector can find. And if yeah. there's anything there that needs to be, you know, attended to or, or fixed, mm. get it, try to get it done and, and maybe delay the home inspection by a day or two. What are some of those things that a homeowner won't necessarily be looking at that a home inspector will be looking at? Uh, mold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and there could be, like, if there's a lot of black mold, uh, it's not ventilated right, so that could be an issue. And there's nothing you can do. You're going to – you just know that you may have to renegotiate or, yeah. or have to – uh, do some because that's pretty hard to, to hide. Yeah. You can't hide it, and yeah. and you won't have time to to hide that uh, during the conditional period to have the home inspection done. But but at least you're aware of it, and then you can actually address it before they look at it. Mm-hmm. So there's not like oh my god, you know, there's this mold, and we're gonna run away, and right. all this kind of stuff. So you kind of prep yourself, and you prep your agent uh, for that. Um, other, other things is it's it's always good to take a walk around the the per- perimeter of your. Uh, of your home in the basement, you know, just walk around with, you know, bare feet or, or, or socks just to see if there's any water leakage. Mm. Um, it, you don't know, right? Like you, you, you may not even go in the basement and you've got a, a wet corner that you don't know about. And, and so, so you got to look at that. Maybe you have a drain uh, pipe coming on the outside going in that corner. But if you just put like an extension away from that house, it, it'll resolve the problem. problem. Yeah. yeah. So and yeah. then and then that because of that you're going to have to address that with the the agent the other agent that's bringing in the offer say look it, the the corner was damp and it's because we had water, you know, we didn't have a drain pipe on the outside that these troughs uh going away from the house. We rectified that just now. Mm-hmm. I'm letting you know so just, you know, mm-hmm. and because they'll go there and the home inspector says, well, they got a drain pipe away from the house. Why is there water here, right? right. Once upon a time, yeah. that wasn't the case. Yeah. yeah. There's um 
you know, uh, again, under the sinks, Philip was mentioning, uh, uh, like, like hopefully your plumbing is in order. Sometimes you see a lot of homes, you know, you, you got, um, you got a bucket under the sink or there's a bucket there <laughs> or, or you see the, the wood is all, you know, uh, uh, curling up right. because there's been leaks uh, under the sink. Uh, so like, I mean, you can't do anything about it now, but you know, clear it because they're going to yeah. look. And again, always, it's always good to be up front before they tell you. So then if you're up front with it, they're not going to be as shocked or surprised. Because right, you're not hiding anything. Yeah. So yeah. you're kind of doing your own pre-inspection before the inspection. Right. And it's always yeah. good to do that. Yeah. I always tell I always tell my clients, take a look in the attic. You don't know. You may have a lot of mo- mice droppings all the way around on the insulation and you got to figure out, oh, wow, we got to we got to figure what what this is about and try to rectify it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, but th- there's a lot of different things that uh, that you can do um, it, it, just to make sure that the home inspector doesn't get shocked or surprised yeah. and uh, it doesn't shock the, the buyers, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And Phil was making a good point to off air before the show is, uh, you know, tidy up that under the sink kind of space. Yeah. To, so to allow s- the inspector, you know, some exactly. room. Exactly. Just give them a little bit of, uh, of access and, and, you know, while they're going to open these cupboards and, and, and go through the rest of the houses, make sure it's it's tidy and clean for them to, to get through it. It's just, it's um, a lot, cleanliness goes a long way with, with, you know, inspecting the property. If the if it's clean, you know, it just it goes a little bit further with representing the good bones of the property, right? right? Um, it just gives a better overall feeling for, the, for the inspector. The other thing is nobody really wipes down their furnace that much. It's just kind of sitting in the corner and it collects dust. Mm-hmm. You know what? <laughs> the water heater is the same. Yeah, right? just, you know what? Give it a good cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you actually get a 10 year old furnace Looks and it's got new. dust you give it a good cleaning <laughs> wash that uh, you know wash that furnace. home inspector say yeah it looks like they take care of this uh, <laughs> yeah. furnace yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know i'm uh, i'm telling you it makes a huge difference it's like putting uh wax on a car before you sell it uh you know put it in the auto trader and, right. and it's sell you're, it. you're gonna go to the uh before you go to the dentist you quick brush <laughs> quick brush yeah. <laughs> like it's, not gonna, it's not gonna change anything <laughs> a cavity yeah. is a cavity yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're not preventing a or cavity by going to the dentist to right you know your smile might look okay yeah or you floss you floss even more <laughs> so a week before. Yeah, yeah. How about those people that have pets, whether it's dogs or cats or birds or w- whatever, or snakes? Yeah. You know, the yeah. inspector's sh- obviously going to have to... Yeah, clean, clean the uh, well, cat litter vac- all the time. They keep the property. Yeah, they sure. got to leave. Yeah, yeah you, you got to take the dog or the cat out. You know, the cats are okay because usually cats just run and hide. Right. But, uh, but if it's a big dog, you know... Or a small yappy yeah, one. Yeah, you, you definitely <laughs> want to vacate the property, but... When it comes down to smell, you, you got to try your best to get the, the odor out. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's our, our hardest job is, is letting owners know that there is an odor, right? Because they've been living there. They're used to it. They're, they're you know, that's that's what they're they used to. They have no to. idea. And what? sometimes they have a hard time in, ter- in terms of, you know, taking that in or, or, or well, you, you, you know, know how I do it. I tell the people. What, what do you say? I, I tell them. Uh, you know what? I I, uh, I don't smell anything, but you have a dog, and I have a dog, and I probably can't smell my dog. <laughs> but I'm going to bring this deodorizer. <laughs> but I says I don't smell anything. Right, you're doing the soft. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, yeah. uh, you got to be sensitive. Yeah, right? it's hard. No, it's hard. Nobody, nobody, you know, you know, nobody wants anybody to come come over to their house and tell them it smells. <laughs> yeah. So after I leave, um, <laughs> but but <laughs> if you put a monetary value on it, just say, hey, listen, you know, I think we can get a lot more money if we we. You deodorize know, the yeah. place yeah <laughs> it, it usually kind of spikes their interest but yeah. if you just go with the uh with the notion that yeah your house yeah. smells and you're gonna have trouble selling it right it's uh and it's usually not the best way to go and and also yeah yeah it, pets it, it it's tough when someone has a home that 
you know, the odor is a little bit tough. So would that would that be something that shows up on a home inspection report? Um, or be- no, or not so, because it's, it's so removed. No, so it's easily well, removed. What would show up on the report is is it would just say wear and tear from pets, right? Okay. What, you know, yeah. you know, the carpets are 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 worn, right? You know, due to pets or. There's scratches all over the hardwood in the living room due to But they know there's pets there because yeah. they, they've already been in the house. They've made an offer. They understand that, right. the you know, the there's an odor there. So yeah. they, they probably feel. So they're probably more accepting of that. But yeah. So some I've seen houses where they've been renovated and uh, like totally renovated. Smell. And after it's done, the odor of the, the cat or really? dog yeah, pee yeah, is still there because it's in the wood. Oh, wow. It's in the wood. So you got to, so if you're walking into a newly renovated house and you have that odor of uh, the pee from a dog or a cat. That's a red flag. Eh? Well, I, I'd stay away because you're going to have to dig up, you're going to have to bring up the floors again yeah. to get rid of the wood. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, lots more to talk about, including uh, some of the costs that come with buying and selling a home. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Some great information, uh, articles, and uh, videos as well. Listings of course and uh, be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you download your favorite podcast. Have a question for the Golfie team? You can email us questions at robgolfie.com that's questions at robgolfie.com Still to come we'll talk about some renovations uh, buying and selling your home coming with uh, some uh, costs that you might not think about and we'll also talk about uh, a few big reasons to sell your home this year. Before we get to that uh, we were talking about pets and odors and home inspections in our first segment uh, the pets can be tricky, especially if uh, an individual or family is selling their home. The pet is in the home, and when you are visiting the home as a, as a realtor, uh, you got to be careful sometimes opening the door. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, uh, that is uh, that is. There's a lot of stories of of agents. Uh, you know, they they go in, and it says, "Please do not let dog outside or mm-hmm. cat outside." And wh- and you know when. A dog's not allowed to go outside. Guess where he wants yeah. to go? So as soon as he sees an opening on that door, <laughs> he's gone. Oh boy, yeah. it, it, the, do- the dog's out. And 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 now the agent knows that this dog can't be outside. Now their time is spent chasing this dog. Right now, you know, dogs like to play, right? Play hide and seek. I got to coax the dog. Yeah, back so inside. Th- so they're chasing. I, I've had calls where. Um, you know, the agents call me and say, Rob, this dog ran out the door. <laughs> and I go, well, it did say do not let dog out, uh, uh, dogs or cats out. Right. And I go, you're going to have to find it. And I've seen agents, you know, I'm on the phone with them. And I'm I'm just as frightened too because right. now this is my client. Yeah. And it's like it's like someone's baby, like <laughs> like that ran out. It's like, do you know how, how terrifying that is for the wow. homeowner? So we're trying to find this pet. So that the homeowner doesn't even know that this dog or yeah. cat is run outside, and you got agents and you know women agents in their high heels going up trees <laughs> and chasing down the road. The last thing you want is the dog to cross the oh, road and get oh, hit by a car, oh, right? Uh, it, uh, it's it's the scariest thing yeah. when you see a dog or a cat run outside. 
it is the scariest thing for an agent because now they are on the hunt. They have to find this this pet, and and it can, and sometimes it takes an hour, wow. and and they they can't leave. They can't. That's and, scary. Yeah. It's, Phil, how many dogs have you uh, caught I've, in your day? Uh, <laughs> No, I I've had one one one, one. It, was one a, it was a cat it was a cat oh. and um it was a it was two years ago and it was a property that had you know a lot of ended up going into multiple offers had ten offers on it so there was a lot of traffic coming in and out in and out and uh, <laughs> including the cat so, yeah <laughs> so somewhere lost in the shuffle of of different showings the cat got out wow. and uh, everybody was pointing the f- the finger at at everybody else but. You know, happy ending. Cat came back to the house. Wow. Yeah, we had we had one. We had we had one. Uh, or I had one. So one was incident. it an outdoor cat? Do you know? No, it was. It, it was, was an indoor. And and on the showing instructions. So when you when the agent gets a showing, there's special instructions that go along with the showing, which includes the lockbox and then any other instructions that that the either the homeowner provided or or us as the listing agent representative provided. And there's always the special instruction, whether it's don't let the cat out or do this or do that. And, mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes sometimes agents just lose it. Like right. They just they just they don't get it. So, well, what about what about uh, when people? Uh, I remember I actually uh, buried uh, a, a homeowner's dog in the backyard. In the backyard. Yeah, there's a gravesite. So why why in, were on you doing this? Well, you know, she didn't want anybody else, and I, I she was an elderly lady, right. and she felt comfortable. Um, oh, maybe I was like the priest for her. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm picturing you with the shovel in the backyard. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'll never forget. Just like I, in the middle of the night at moonlight. Yeah, almost, <laughs> almost. So Stephen I, King around yeah, the corner. Yeah. So I had, you know, she wanted the dog. She she had this dog. She was in tears. She was bad. She called crying, and and I said I came over and I said, "How's you know what's going?" She goes, "You know, the dog's passed away," and, and she wanted to, you know have a little grave in the backyard. And I said, "Okay, no problem. We'll go in the back corner." And so, you know, so I did that. But it's funny. A lot of people have their pets buried in their backyard. And, I mean, a lot of people don't tell us. Mm-hmm. Like, I know one friend. I mean, they've had two, three dogs at a time. Oh, geez. So I'm sure they've got a graveyard in the back. So <laughs> does that have to go on a list? Is that it, part it, of the it, disclosure it, process? I, By the way, we got, you know three four pets buried in the back here yeah you know what it's, it's if we know about it if it's if it's discussed but it, it's never discussed mm. you, you know what I, you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's never like 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 I'm not saying you know do you have a buried swimming pool do you have buried right. you know how many pets do you have buried in the backyard <laughs> you know? it's not something you know? that comes but up yeah in like it, it's uh it, it, but I'll tell you you know everybody loves their pets you mm-hmm. know and uh, and it's part of their family and uh, yeah they like they they do a little burial in the backyard wow. and uh, when they sell you know, if somebody's going to dig up a garden one day or whatever, Put in they're, they're, they're going to find this right. this buried uh, oh. pet in a box someplace uh, in in their backyard. Yeah. So yeah. It, so so by law, you you cannot bury your pet in a cemetery designated for people, but you are okay, allowed. That makes sense. <laughs> you are allowed to to bury your pet in, in a property you own. Okay. Or in an area that has been set aside. Exclusively for the burial of pets, okay. also called a pet cemetery. Pet cemetery, yeah, right. So you Hence can the Stephen King reference, yeah, from earlier. Yes. That's it. So you can. So, um, so is that that's not something you have to disclose? I I don't think so. You know, again, it's like it's like if somebody passes away in a home, right? They died of a heart attack right. or or whatever. Natural causes. Natural whatever, causes. Yeah. Um, unless somebody asks, like you know, like I live in a house. That uh, the neighbor, when I bought, he said, well, Rob, you know, the last uh, three males, uh, guys that lived here, you know, they died here. And I go, well, that's 
that's that's you know like how, how am I supposed to react <laughs> yeah. to that? I, so I guess I'm not gonna. I, I guess that's, that's my last. Good that's my last uh, stomping this ground. Is your last resting yeah. Place. So, but uh, but I knew that uh, people have died uh, out of the three. At least you know a few of them must have died on the property. And it, it, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, you, unless you buy brand new, you, you know, you know, you never know, you know, Even what then, you're find. you never know, right? Yeah. So it, it just depends on your mind how superstitious you are when it comes to people passing away on the property. It doesn't bother me. Uh, I'm fine with it. And, uh, it, you know, it's just part of natural sure. life. It's like, hey, what, you know, somebody can be born in a house and they can pass away in a house. Yep. It's, it's, it's no different. Yeah, that's a circle but. of life. Uh, let's talk about Las Vegas and uh, Remax holding their uh, annual uh, awards gala. Yep. They, uh, it's just uh, finishing up now as we speak. I didn't go this year. Um, busy, uh, we, you know, we're busy in the spring market uh, here uh, on the thing. So when they hand out the awards and you win, it's just like your photo on. Yeah, you know, Rob yeah, couldn't join yeah, us tonight because yeah. he's you know busy selling so, homes in Hamilton. Yeah, so <laughs> so Remax Remax uh, Teams Canada, uh, we ended up uh, uh, at uh, uh, finishing in, in in number three spot for all the teams in Canada. Uh, you know, and I'd like to thank my uh, you know my team for you know reaching that uh, milestone. So that's a, that's a pretty big uh, a, a, a achievement, especially in the REMAX yeah. uh, Canada. So that's for 2018. That's for 2018. Okay. We, uh, we were the number three team in Canada uh, when it came to uh, a ch- um, um, volume of business. And then we ended up, I, I think, number two in Canada um, with uh, transactions. There's a guy from Calgary, him and I, uh, we know each other really well. And uh, he actually expanded his team. He doubled his team size. Wow! And he and he sent me. I sent him a message. Hey, congratulations on uh, tra- number one in Canada for transactions. He goes, Yeah, I know. I've been working on it for four years to to get it. And I go, Don't worry, I'll have it back next year. <laughs> <I go. laughs> yeah. So so it's it's a battle between uh, him and I. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how close the numbers were between him and I because we beat him in volume of business. So I don't know how he. He beat us hmm. in uh, transactions, so I don't know. I don't know what that was, but uh, it was. It, uh, I, I got all the congratulations from all the people from uh, uh, the office that were there. It was, and it looked like it was a pretty good, uh, good convention mm-hmm. at, at uh, in Las Vegas. Nice. And do they have a global uh, rematch? Oh yeah. So we ranked uh, number seven worldwide. Wow. In uh, over a hundred thousand, there's probably hundred hundred twenty thousand Remax agents worldwide. So we ranked number seven. Number seven. So oh, I was. Okay. I was. Uh, you know. I, I felt. You know. That was. I, I felt good about that. That was. Uh, you know, number seven in the world is uh, is uh, is that's a tremendous. Good, yeah, yeah. So it felt good. Because yeah, Remax is more than just Canada and the U.S. Mm-hmm. Right? That, they're all Europe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Europe and everywhere. They're I think they're they got to be in about 120 countries, 110 countries wow. around the world. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it was a it was a great uh, achievement. I felt uh, and uh, yeah. It was it's, good stuff. It's, it's good. Congratulations. Well Thank deserved. You. Thank no you. No doubt about that. Uh, let's get to uh, five big reasons to sell your home this year because it could get tougher. Uh, this is according to a, uh, an article on Realtor.com, and uh, we'll go through uh, the, the five big reasons. Number one, you won't be the only listing for long, and that's always the case. There's mm-hmm. never just one listing in a community, unless you're in you know, a really small community. No, that's, uh, always, that's always one of the biggest fears is, is when we're listing a property, we can say, hey, listen, you know, we can go at this price, but if another property comes up, a little bit less or a little bit, you know what I mean? It's, now you're in competition. It's, it's very hard to judge where that one listing that you don't know about that's coming to the market can change the entire landscape of your listing right. in terms of price, in terms of marketability, in terms of, of structure. But you can also go both ways where 
you know, that other listing might bring a little bit more attention and attraction to your listing and actually might help sell your listing in case they, they overprice. So, mm -hmm. you know, you might not be the only listing for long. There's pros and cons to it, but it's always nice to know when you're sitting down and, and going through a CMA or, or a market analysis based on a specific property, knowing what's out there, but you don't know what you don't know in terms of what's coming up right. and, and that's what you can't control. And it's not necessarily advantageous to be the first listing in your neighborhood because if, if you're the second or third, you might you know, you know might have a better price or a better location or a better home than the yeah, previous just, listings, right? Yeah, 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 you have a bigger sample size in terms of what's gone on in your neighborhood. Right. I mean, there... The, Data never hurts, right? Um, and, and that's often what we use to, to, to determine our next price is, is the simple fact of, of a comparable property that's sold. Yeah. Um, or even a comparable property that's on the market that didn't sell is, is, is really good data to use as well when pricing a property. Um, but if you, if you go into a neighborhood and, and sometimes you see this in new developments and there hasn't been anything that's sold, it's often hard to, to, to compare it. But you know, we have, an, we have we have access to a lot of information that that helps us to determine property values and determine listing prices. So yeah. it's good. Yeah. Uh, number two on the list of uh, five big reasons to sell your home this year because uh, it could get tougher. Uh, and again, this is according to Realtor.com, which you know encapsulates a lot of U.S. data as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you still stand to make a handsome profit. It says home prices have been on a meteoric rise for the past seven years, which is really no different in, yeah. in this community. In January 2012, the U.S. median home price was 154. $4,700. Today, that figure is nearly double to 289300 and sellers have rejoiced. Um, we've seen that kind of price growth here as well. Yeah, I think it's, we mentioned it on last week's episode or the, 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 the episode before that, that home prices have doubled every single 10, every 10 years. Yeah. Right? On so, average, yeah. So if you've gotten into the market within the last 10 years, I mean, you have... An, some very good equity built up in your in your house and you can look at options in terms of refinancing or even you know moving up to a, a, a property that you've all, you you know whether it's a bigger property or a more you know you can it, it gives you that um, affordability yeah. and flexibility to move to, to to what you're looking to do and then in terms of the investment side you know if, if you bought you know two or three properties in the last 10 years you know you've, made, oh, you've done yeah you've done yeah. very well on that investment Number three, uh, this might not be the case here in Hamilton anymore, but there's high demand for homes under 300000 Yeah, you'd be surprised. There is. Hamilton, yeah. still, still, has, Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah. Hamilton yeah. still has homes under 300000 Wow. Um, I mean, you know, and there's... It's very, rare, but they're, and they're very high demand. They're in tough shape. So, yeah. but what happens is there's a lot. There's that buyer pool. And they're mostly investors. So, yeah. so it uh, a lot of them get sold privately. Sometimes, yeah. if we sometimes have something like that, we'll bring it to our clients yeah. first before it, uh, it it hits the market. Sometimes we get a lot of inquiries. Anything detached in Hamilton under three hundred thousand, gone. It's, it's gone. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No matter what gone. condition and, it's and, in, and they're and they're there. They're there for sure. Number four, uh, this is still the case, at least for the time being. Mortgage rates are at a new low, or at least, you know, this country they have uh, uh, inched up incrementally, but they're still very low compared yeah, to, you that's know, right. in, yeah, in past years. Yeah, days. absolutely. Uh, and number five, millennials are flooding the market. Big time. They, uh, they're, the, they're the biggest buyer pool out there, and, uh, and they want everything done. So, <laughs> so the baby boomers have to. Fix so they're it. not buying those homes for under three hundred thousand. Well, no, no, they're not. They're uh, so the baby boomers are fixing them, and then the millennials are buying them. Yeah. And then once they beat them up, they're going to move on to the next <laughs> new one. And then, but but in twenty years from now, who's going to fix them up? Because millennials 
they're not into that. It doesn't seem to be. Yeah. No, and it's and finding tradespeople to do it, it's going to yeah. be even tougher. Yeah, it's interesting that millennials are not buying those homes under three hundred thousand because you know that's their entry point in, as yeah. opposed to renting. Yeah. Or yeah. You know, well, staying. they need work. They need work. They need the capital. Yeah. And um, but sometimes the, you know the help of the of their parents. They'll, they'll help them out, and uh, the parents will say, hey, we can do this and fix this up. And and, and, and the millennial, the, the, the son or daughter is going, you know, I just want to move into a nice place. I don't want to have to buy a place and wait six well, months Well, the question is, is, you know, do I rent a place in a desirable area um, in somewhere that I like, you know, I, I, I could see myself living yeah. and, you know, maybe a nicer updated home, or do I buy in a less desirable area somewhere I don't want to live um, and gain equity and, but be a homeowner, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's the question a lot of people are faced with right now. And, you know, the answer to that would be buy. Definitely buy. That would yeah. be mine. Yeah. 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 Definitely yeah. buy Just before. Get in, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's you know, you know, suck it up for two, the, three, four years, but yeah. you're going to gain, yeah. you know. The North, end, gonna, the North End of Hamilton is not as bad as it used to be 20 years ago. You know right. what I mean? It's bad. Like it's well, not I mean, great. Hamilton in general. Hamilton, in, all of Hamilton yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, everybody used to say, oh, the North End. But it's not. It's it's actually p- picking up. I mean, there's pockets that are bad, and you got to be careful. Sure. But, I mean, Hamilton's cleaned up a lot in the last uh, 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we've talked about it on the show, too. I mean, the longer you wait, uh, you know, wages are not keeping up with inflation, That's not right. keeping up with house prices. So the longer you wait, the harder it is to eventually do get in. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and and that's 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 always our recommendation. Before you go rent, if you have the opportunity to buy, if you have the down payment to buy, but it's it's it might be in an area that you you don't want to live. Yeah. You know, definitely just get into the market. It'll you you'll you, not only are you are you continuing to save money, but you're also you know gaining equity uh, equity incrementally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Equity's not a bad thing. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to break, uh, let's uh, dive into uh, buying and uh, selling a home. Comes with costs that you may not think about. There's a, a variety of things that come with uh, buying or selling a home that um, homeowners and home buyers don't really consider. And you know what? Let's take a break and we'll come back with that. Uh, a, a lengthy, in-depth list that we'll get into coming up next here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. House is a very, very, very fine house with two cats in the yard. Life used to be so hard. Now everything is easy because of you. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie. They're sales representatives with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And also subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast. Past episodes also online at robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. If you have a question for the Golfie team and uh, you have a topic idea as well, you can email us, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. How much will it cost to buy a home? Apart from the sale price of the home, there's a lot of other <laughs> things that people have to um, you know, look at. Uh, deposit, down payment, land transfer tax, appraisal fee, home inspection, just some of the things that uh, people have to pay for and take into account when they are budgeting for whether it's their first home or their fifth home. 
Yes. A lot of things are together. Yeah. So so the deposit is determined by the homeowner or by the seller in terms of what what the deposit is that they want um, for the purchase of, of the property. The deposit goes along with the agreement of purchase and sale as a part of a contract to, to put down on the property. Now, the, the deposit goes towards your home purchase. Right. So, for example, if you're going to put $60,000 down, you have a $5,000 deposit, that gets held in trust by the lawyers, and then when you show up on closing day, you bring 55000 and mm-hmm. not sixty. So it's just, it, gets, it gets rolled into the... Uh, into the uh, the buying cost. Is there a general percentage that is accepted? Right. So ev- everybody has their own strategy. Okay. Everybody's different. It often depends on how much the house is. Right. right? Um, if it's over a million dollars, you know, y- you see deposits upwards of fifty to to a hundred thousand um, dollars. I know some people ask for five percent of the purchase price as as the deposit. Hmm. Um, you know, as you get into the lower end, you know, anything anything, you know, under five hundred thousand, you you see anywhere's you know twenty thousand. Um, anywhere around there, but the deposit right. can be any. It, it's completely determined based on the homeowner's comfortability with mm-hmm. what they're uh, what they're asking for. But but on closing day is is the big surprise uh, number that always comes in. So what happens is the purchaser works out the numbers. Okay, they're buying. Let's say hypothetical, they're buying a house for three hundred thousand, and okay, they're putting five percent down. So that means they got fifteen thousand down payment. Right. I mean, oh, sorry, fifteen thousand. Yeah, total down payment. Yep. And so they've given a $5,000 deposit. So that means on closing date, so now they're working their numbers, okay? <laughs> so, okay, that means I have to come up with $10,000, okay? And then there's land transfer tax. They're working the numbers to the T. But for some reason, it always ends up being more than what they calculate. Really, yeah? yeah so it, what usually gets them? Uh, it, the home, let's say you're closing in June, right? And uh, the homeowners paid the taxes for the house to the end of December. Yeah. So you got to pay... Three six months of taxes right. back, to the homeowner. back to the homeowner, so that can offset the numbers because you don't know. You could have some, you know, these baby boomers. They pay their taxes all. Oh, I want yeah. them out of the way, paid up front, and that's <laughs> it. They don't have to worry about it for the year. Right. So, like, you could have a homeowner saying, "Well, he's paid his taxes uh, for the whole year, and the closing date could be in February. You got to pay the, uh, that homeowner yeah, back his taxes, taxes the, yeah. the property taxes for the whole year. Um, what else could there be? Just there's, you know, costs that. The uh, banks give appraisals. They throw in there. Um, There's there's so many things. I remember every time on closing, it's always more than when I anticipated. Really? So so then it's a mad scramble. It is, yeah. So, so I mean, especially if you're tight and if you have nobody that can help you on closing date, you, you, it is a scramble. Yeah. Like you know, um, it, it becomes uh, it becomes stressful. That's why closing dates is, uh, is 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 one of the top, I guess, five or ten uh, stressful, uh, you know, things a, a person can go through. I believe it. So, apart from deposit, down payment, land transfer tax, appraisal fee, home inspection, there is also Property insurance, mortgage insurance, lawyer fees, title insurance, property taxes, as you mentioned, maintenance and energy costs, and moving expenses. Uh, there's a lot of things to consider. There is, yeah. Like the cost of moving. Again, you hire a, a mover, they come in, they want to get it done and over with quick, and you don't have possession of your house till 5 o'clock. But meanwhile, they've cleaned out your <laughs> other on, house. They're on the clock. <laughs> they cleaned out your other house at 11. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing how fast these movers can empty out a house. So now they're waiting from 12 o'clock to 5 o'clock. So you're paying them by the hour for five hours and they haven't even started unloading. Right. So there's, there's an expense there. So I always like to say, book your mover in the afternoon. And, uh, and the, I mean, it depends on, you know, financially where, where you're at. And it depends where you when you can get the key. 
but book your mover in the afternoon. So when you go to the next house, you know you got the key. Mm. So they go, they uh, they uh, uh, pack the uh, the trailer, yep. and then they go to the next house. They unpack, and then it's like clockwork. But if they have to wait, then you're going to pay them by the hour yeah. waiting. Yeah. Apart from the down payment, when you look at all these things, you know the lawyers' fees, the title insurance, uh, you know energy costs, maintenance, property insurance. A general rule of thumb for person to to set aside. Are we talking ten grand, fifteen grand? Like, uh, no, depends uh, on the house. Depe- obviously, depending on the price of the house. But I I would say, you know, about five to seven thousand. It's good to have that cushion. Okay, that's a good rule of yeah, thumb. Yeah, yeah. Like it's you just don't know what comes up and uh, um, like like oil tanks. Right, you have to pay. Um, the the oil that the I think the previous owner has left. If you ha- if you if you have oil yeah. uh, heating, uh, like there's all those things that you just don't expect, you don't think of, and and it, and it becomes a surprise on closing day. Yeah. I remember when I bought the home that I'm currently in now. We bought it in '04, and the previous owner had an oil tank, and it was the first time I've ever seen an oil tank. So yeah. here's me going in the basement, thinking, "What in the world is this? Is this a bomb shelter? Yeah. <laughs> like I had no idea these things existed, yeah. and uh, so oh. we we had the we had that remote and put in a, you know a, a gas a, a gas furnace a, a gas yeah and yeah. and sometimes and again you got to know if and the, those oil tanks now I don't think they want them older than 20 years right and this one looked older the, than 20 yeah, years oh yeah in the old days well that I don't I'm not sure when that ruling came when they wanted to change that but now uh but the old days there was people that had oil tanks that were like 40 50 years old oh, yeah. yeah I believe it all right let's take another break when we come back when we come back we'll talk about uh, some renovation talk you're listening to the Hamilton real estate show on 900 CHML Last go round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Raybacks' Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them on social media at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page and be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast. Past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900CHML.com. You can call these guys anytime at 905-575-7700. Again, that's 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfi.com. That's robgolfi.com. Renovation talk. Um, people might be planning to do some renos on their homes this year. Uh, it's as good as a year as any. Uh, here's some uh, uh, top six renovations in 2019. Um, first impressions, utility upgrade, basement suites, Kitchens and bathrooms and flooring are the top things that people should be looking at. Nothing out of the ordinary there. Yes, I, I'm actually going uh, doing a, a renovation on a property right now, and um, so again, you know, we we took out a lot of walls on the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, we upgraded everything: uh, all new plumbing, all new wiring. Uh, all so this new, is a complete gut job. It's mm-hmm. totally wow. complete gut job. And um, so I had the um, uh, contractor. He gave me. A price on it, on everything, and a really good contractor um, gave me a price, and 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 it, we're stuck to it. But the uh, new furnace and everything. But you know what? I forgot to put put in there. Oh no, air conditioning. Oh, get out! I got. I, I'm 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 re looking at the contract to see if <laughs> air conditioning was put in there, and uh, and I bet you if I added air conditioning with that, but 
I mean, what are you going to do? Because you know, if you're if you're going to spend a lot of money in a house, you, yeah. you expect air conditioning. But right. mm-hmm. it's winter time, so people aren't really worried about. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But and that wouldn't be an exorbitant expense. No, no. Right. So, but we've uh, we did everything. And what I liked about this contractor, he gave me a price, and we're and we he stuck to it. Hmm. Like you know, so cost wise, I only had to write checks to him. And, you know, just uh, uh, payments every so often. Yeah. And so really it, hassle-free. Yeah, it, it is. And he's done a great job. You know, we put all new windows, new shingles, wow. new east trough fascia, new siding. Um, we uh, all, all new hardwood. Everything's br- It's like a brand new house. Wow. We actually restructured the house better than it was built. Uh, it was built in the early 1900s. And um, it, uh, it it needed some uh, more supporting of mm-hmm. the uh, of the studs and everything. So but when does this home hit the market? Uh, probably about less than two weeks. Oh, real? Yeah. Wow. Okay. We're not telling you the address. You have to call no. us. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. 905 575 That's it. This is in Hamilton. Quick shout out. Quick shout out. Okay. Brenda and Peter. Yeah. Friends of the program. Okay. Love the program. Nice. We just sold their house at Twenty Four Montreal Circle in hours. Hours right? and hours, less than a day. Huh. Um, we 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 put together a, a coming soon pre market strategy. Um, they they had to get a couple more things put together and, and, and wrapped up prior to to us listing the property. And then in a neighborhood with about there's about three or four similar properties, we got about ninety eight percent of the asking price and sold it within a day. So, wow. Um, and 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 sold not just sold it within a day. We we had a firm agreement of purchase and sale. So they're you know this was this was last night. So now they're going to the bank today and, and they're making their next move. So nice, exciting, exciting story that I I told them I'd share. Uh, they they call themselves AM nine hundred. Is that it? Or sure, no? yeah. we'll go with AM. that. AM CH Mill nine hundred. Yeah, that's it. Plug guess, for no, a we plug don't for use CH AM. We don't use AM. Everyone knows running. Brenda Brenda called herself a uh, a junkie of the station. So <laughs> excellent. So, Thank so you, Brenda. Hey, Brenda. Hi from Rob yeah, here. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, quickly on surviving a re- renovations because they can be hectic, especially if you're living in the home. Yeah. Um, know your limit. DIY DIY within it. So if you can do some things yourself, go ahead and do it. Hire a designer, which obviously makes it stress-free, and love thy neighbor a lot because the neighbors, if you're getting the bin and you're oh, in yeah. and out the door, you yeah. know, your, your neighbors are going to have to share kind of in yeah. your pain. Uh, and I've done I've done renovations on both sides where I contracted everybody out and or I con- I hired a contractor and right. he takes care of everything. I l- I'm telling you. Option B is the way to go. Option, <laughs> option B is the best I mean, way. It, it, but it's more, you're more expensive. Yeah, yeah. Your margins are going to be a little bit less, but if, if you're a professional or if you're and in an industry where you're working a demanding job in terms of, or if, or if you have a young family or whatever, it allows right. you to pay attention to more of those other areas of your life and make sure you hire a reputable contractor to make sure yeah. that they're, they're, they're overlooking the entire project. Now that doesn't mean that you can turn, o- turn away and walk away and then show mu- show up in, in two or three months and it'll be done. Sure. But you still got to pay a little bit of attention, but just less than if you were to contract A lot more stress-free. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Our listing of the week is in Niagara-on-the-Lake. Yes. 48 Fire Lane 6. Ooh. It's Love that a uh, yeah, it's a it's a lakefront property over 200 feet of shoreline on on Lake Ontario in the heart of Niagara Wine Country. Um, it's just under a half acre. It's a bungalow, three bedroom bungalow with four bathrooms. Mm. So uh, bungalow is about 1,800 square feet. It's um you have a view of the lake from uh, from almost every single room in the house. Interesting. Um, and it has you know there's room for a pool if somebody wanted to put in a pool. But there's multiple outdoor living spaces. You know, there's one that's like right along, you know, right along the water. Like, like you're, it's uh, it's a nice property. It has a detached, oversized two and a half car garage. Wow. So, uh, 
with hydro. So if you're looking for a workshop or, or anything like that, they even thought about turning it into an Airbnb and putting a little, uh, like a little kitchenette, little bunky in there. Kind of like a bed and breakfast yeah, type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that they can rent out during the summer months wow. for people coming, coming down to visit. So that's listed at 1.6 million. Um, we, we, it's all over our Instagram and our Facebook page. So if hmm. you looked, uh, looked us up there, you can find it. Or if you go onto our website and looked under waterfront properties, that'll be one of the first ones that you see. Wow. So super excited to uh, bring that to the market. It just hit the market on Thursday. Nice. Uh, Golf gets it sold. Don't forget about that. Guys, uh, thanks for coming in. We will see you next Saturday at 9 right here on 900 CHML.